And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live on this Wednesday. Casey Justclare here. Got a fun show coming your way in the next segment. We're going to South LaFouche High School. And we're chatting with Athletic Director Coach Brian Colley at 11.45. We didn't do a show Monday or Tuesday, so it is our first show of the week. We'll chat with Brian in the next segment to get his Monday at 11.45 interview. We'll talk about some high school baseball and everything in between. Um, at noon, we are going to be chatting with Mike Barba of South Terrebonne Baseball. Coach Barba and I will be um, talking about all the different things that are going to be happening in the uh, series between the Gators and the Thibodeau Tigers. We're super excited about that. You'll be able to hear game one of that on ESPN 100.3, games two and three over on, I think, KLEB, but maybe also on ESPN 100.3. I'm not sure what the scheduling with Nichols is going to be, but we'll be there uh, on one of the networks covering that series. Bottom of the show, we'll get to our mailbag. We'll get our questions answered um, and everything in between. First, my apologies for not being here the last couple of days. Monday, I was good. Uh, Monday, <coughs> excuse me, Monday, we built the newspaper um, during a power outage. So I was just late Monday. That's why I couldn't do a show then. And then yesterday, uh, just coughing like a chain smoker, man. At the baseball game Monday, uh, just hacking up along. Had to go visit Lady of the Sea, go to urgent care. Um, and now, if you hear me keep pausing, it's not because of anything cough-related or sinus-related. I'm good there. I just ate a whole two bags of Elmer's um, Red Hot Spicy Chips thinking that I had water. I don't. My, my mouth is on fire right now. My mouth is absolutely on fire right now. So if you hear me keep pausing and, and, and kind of stopping, uh, it's because I, I'm trying to come up for air <laughs> because uh, it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle here with the tongue here in the early stages of the show. <clears throat> Since we last spoke, we wrapped up the high school baseball schedule and we got our brackets released. So let's go into it right now and tell you who's going where. Division one non-select. Hanville is in there, the number 16 seed. They will be hosting number 17, Fountain Blue, in the best two out of three series, which will begin on Thursday and will play on Saturday. <clears throat> so also, um, the series that we were just talking about a second ago, that you'll be able to hear right here on Coastal Broadcasting. Thibodeau and South Terrebonne. A little bit unfortunate that you got two local teams going against one another, right? But what that does is it guarantees that we'll get a local team into the second round. So you got Thibodeau and South Terrebonne, best three, best of three series. Game one tomorrow at 6. Game two Saturday at noon. Game three, if necessary, Saturday at 3. And... um. So you guys are probably wondering to yourselves, why game one Thursday? Why not Friday? Well, they give rain on Friday. So a lot of these series are actually starting on Thursday and will finish on Saturday as the teams are kind of bypassing Friday as best as they can. Destrehan is in. They're the 14th seed. They're at home. They're actually playing a Friday-Saturday series with Rustin. 4 o'clock Friday, 11 and 2 on Saturday. Division 2 non-select. We've got some local teams in the field, but most of them have buys. Letcher's the number one seed. They have a buy. Um... They'll take on the winner between Franklin Parish and Minden in a 16 versus 17 matchup. That'll be next weekend. Vanderbilt. I'm not, this is not Vanderbilt's bracket. My bad. This is Assumption's bracket, though, and Assumption has a bye. They're the three seed, um, and they will be taking on Rain and Franklinton. Uh, the winner of that series uh, will be meeting Assumption next weekend as Assumption has a bye. Morgan City got in. They'll be playing this weekend. They're taking on number 10, Grant. Um, that's a series that actually begins today, a Wednesday. This is a weird setup for Morgan City. A Wednesday 
Thursday series. They're playing game one today, game two, and game three if necessary tomorrow. That's a little bit of a weird alignment, but Grant and Morgan City are playing in the next couple of days. <clears throat> now we go to Division Three non-select. That's where Berwick sits. Also, St. James is the 16th seed. They'll be hosting Springfield in the best of three. Berwick is the number five seed. They've got a bye. They'll take on the winner between Port Barry and Patterson in a 12 versus 21 matchup. So Berwick could potentially be facing a district opponent in the second round. And then now we go to the private school brackets, uh, Division Two select. We will tell you that E.D. White is in, and E.D. White has a bye into the second round. The Cardinals are the number two overall seed. They'll be awaiting the winner between Bolton and Peabody. That series will be next weekend. Vanderbilt is also in. They also have a bye, uh, but they know their opponent. Vanderbilt's the five seed. They'll be taking on the Willow School. Shout out to the Vanderbilt Terriers, by the way. They won the district championship on Monday. They beat Assumption 4-3 to in a really close, really competitive game. So one of the best districts in the entire state of Louisiana goes to Vanderbilt as the Terriers take home that title. Uh, Division three select. Homa Christian School is in. They earned an automatic bid when they won the district championship, but heck, they just played their way into the field with a strong finish to the year, earning a top 20 seat outright. The Christian Warriors are number 16 overall. They'll be hosting a best three, best of three series with Haynes Academy. Homa Christian and Haynes are doing something a little bit different too. They're playing a traditional uh, three-game series, one game each day. Most times we see these series go just two days, you know, game one one day, then a doubleheader on the second day. Homa Christian and Haynes are getting a little creative. They're starting tomorrow. They're playing a game Friday, and they're also playing a game Saturday. So the Christian Warriors will be playing a true three-game, three-day set against Haynes Academy in a 16 versus 17. The winner of that will take on St. Charles in the second round. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we go to <clears throat> Division Four select. That's where CCA is in the bracket. Covenant. Remember, this is Division Four now. This is all single elimination. So CCA is the eight seed. They have a bye on the 27th of next week. So that's next Thursday. They're playing Ascension Christian at Southland Field. So next Thursday, CCA and Ascension Christian. That is single elimination. Winner take all. Winner moves on to the quarterfinals. Central Catholic is also in there, the 12th seed. They got a bye. They'll be taking on Catholic a point coupee in the next round. Don't have like a listed time there for that one, but we know that they will be playing Catholic a point coupee. Let's check on Ascension Catholic. Our old buddy G. Cassard, his team has an opening round bye. They're the number two seed. They'll be taking on St. John or Hanson Memorial, the winner of that game. And again, those are all single elimination opportunities. So kudos to the local playoff teams in baseball. Kudos to the local playoff teams in softball. A little later in the show, we'll give you a rundown of who's still alive. I was actually at Vanderbilt's softball game yesterday. Fought off this cold and said, to heck with it. I'm going to either be sick at home or I'm going to be sick at a game. I went to a game, watched Vanderbilt get a 7-3 win over Turlings. Moving to the quarterfinals, congratulations to them. Before we catch our first break, I want to give a shout-out to LCO Middle School. The LCO Middle School Athletic Department is hosting a plate lunch Fundraiser on Friday, May the 5th. <clears throat> All proceeds, actually, it's not the athletic department, it's the football fundraiser. All proceeds will go to the LCO football program. Their goal is to purchase a new hydration package for the players. Package includes different water cooler stations for practice, which will help provide a safe experience for all players for years to come. The lunch is $12 a plate. It is a Griad Poboy. Oh, that sounds like that would hit the spot right now. Chips, white beans, and dessert. Man, for 12 bucks, you can't beat that with a stick. Um, Friday, May the 5th is the date of the lunch. Pickup time, 10.30 to 1 p.m. Uh, so, yes, please take advantage of that. Contact Coach Keegan Pokey. 
to get tickets, kpokey, K-P-O-L-K-E-Y, at mylpsd.com to take advantage of that wonderful fundraiser. And uh, I got to tell you this, if I'm free that day, I, I'll be looking to get myself a little griot po' boy too. Is that right now, specifically right now at this very second, sounds like that would absolutely hit the spot. Let's catch a break when we get back. Coach Brian Colley will be on the line. We'll be talking some tarpon athletics with the coach and also um, the state baseball playoffs as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control need you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. And by the way, during the commercial break, I also just confirmed that we're going to get Stan Gravois on at 12.15. Remember, we missed yesterday's show. So I uh, shot Stan a message and said, hey, bro, Turtle's busy today. Can't come on. So can we get you in his place? And he said that he's happy to oblige. So Mike Barba in the next segment, Stan Gravois after that. We've got a fun and loaded show the rest of the way. But first, we go to the phone line. South LaFouche Athletic Director Coach Brian Kale is on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing well. <clears throat> yes, sir. Well, we are doing well also, man. Look, it's a busy time of the year. The baseball playoff brackets have come out. Um, I told you on Monday I just had a gut feeling. I didn't know how everything was going to shake out. And on Monday, it didn't look like this was going to be how it shook out. But I told you Monday I just had a feeling it'd be Thibodeau and South Terrebonne. They just kind of mirrored one another all year long. You know, when Thibodeau would move up a spot, South Terrebonne would move down a spot. They always stayed lined up. And sure enough, that's what we've got. The Tigers hosting the Gators in a 15 versus 18 matchup. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, you hate to see two local teams matched up uh, in the first round, but uh, it is going to be a great uh, baseball series. That's two uh, well-coached teams. They uh extremely talented and uh, I'm looking forward to watching that series. It's going to be a, a great atmosphere out at Thibodeau High School, and it's just going to be a uh, just uh, looking forward to a great game. It almost feels like in the NBA right now with the Kings and the Warriors, right? Where you got the Kings team, who's the number three seed. They're young, they're inexperienced, they don't know what the heck they're doing. Facing the Warriors, who are the multiple time NBA champions, they're so experienced, they're so battle tested. This Thibodeau-South Terrebonne series almost feels like that. Thibodeau hadn't been to the playoffs in forever. Even though they're the better seed, most folks that I've spoken to think South Terrebonne has the edge because, you know, they've won the championship. They made it to the, you know, self for two years in a row. They've got a lot of guys coming back. But as we're seeing right now in the NBA, sometimes that motivates a young and hungry team. The Kings are beating the Warriors 2-0 right now. I think the Tigers are hearing some of these things that are being said, and they're saying, all right, we'll find out about that tomorrow night. Yeah, look, Thibodeau, they played the the season for a reason, you know, to get where they are, where they at in the power rankings. They deserve to be ranked where they are. And uh, look, could South Terrebonne possibly have a little more uh, extra nerves, being that you, you know they are coming back to finish state champs and uh, especially a first round game. It kind of might be a little nervous, you know. You don't want to go out the first round, so the nerves may be on the uh, the Gator side and. Thibodeau Tigers are just going to go possibly play loose and say, look, this is our first time in a while. Let's just go have fun and see uh, where we end up. Vanderbilt wins our local 4A district over Assumption. They punch into the postseason as the number five seed. E.D. White's also in that bracket, punching in as the number two seed. So in Division Two Select, it looks like we got two teams that are poised to make a big run. I saw E.D. White a couple times. I saw Vanderbilt the one time. Two really good clubs, man. It's going to be hard to beat those teams two times out of three. Yeah, uh, it's going to be tough. And, you know, you've been seeing it all year. Everybody's been seeing it all year. Our local area is full of talented baseball teams, and it's showing in the playoffs. You know, we've got a lot of teams that are home. Some just missed out on the playoffs. I mean, look at Ellender. They just missed out. And that our local 4A district, what a district, only two teams didn't get in. The rest of the teams got in, and Ellender was just on the edge of getting in. So, uh, very talented teams in our area. Uh, next couple of weeks, if you have nothing to do, go out and take a, a game or two, or a series or two in at these high school games, because you're going to be uh, 
pleasantly surprised with the talent that we have in our area and the uh, just the competition among them. I've never seen anything like what happened to Eleanor. They missed the playoffs by literally a third of a PowerPoint. If anybody on their schedule would have tied a game that they lost or won a game that they lost, Eleanor would be in. If Eleanor would have won any of their games down the stretch that they lost, they would be in. You know, mentioning this yesterday on social media, like I've never seen anything like that. Like anything that that could have gone differently would have gotten them in. If South Lafouche would have finished against Desterhan, they would have gotten in. If Vanderbilt would have held a lead that they had on Saturday, they would have gotten in. Like so many different twists and turns, and it just didn't shake out. I've never seen somebody get the power rating math that bad. Yeah, and these people that say, you know, all the games don't every game counts now with these power rankings, and that that's uh, case in point right there. But uh, it's a shame, you know, Ellen didn't get in. I think they deserve to get in. From uh, you know, they're building that program. They're doing a great job over there building it. And it would have been uh, nice to see them get in, but uh, I guess it's always next year. But I, that's that's tough to, to miss the playoffs uh, that close. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Let's talk some NBA playoffs for a second. I've been watching them, and I think that you have been too. You know, we mentioned that Warriors and Kings series. Let's talk about Draymond Green for a second. He got suspended. He's not playing game three. I'm tired of this dude, man. I'm going to do a whole segment on this dude later in the show. Like, it can't be – that every time he plays, he accidentally gets twisted up with somebody and ends up accidentally hitting them in the face or accidentally hitting them in the groin or, like the other day, accidentally stepping on Sabonis' chest could have killed him. Like, And then here's the thing. like Their reaction to it, there was no remorse. He's going standing on the bench and inciting the crowd. And This dude's a clown, man. I, I, I'm glad he got suspended. It should have been for longer, and I'm tired of seeing it, man. Every game, it's something with this guy. You know, a, a few years back, I, I liked Draymond Green the way he played. Uh, now it's, it's just he's out of control. There's there no reasons for this, and uh, it, it's a shame what he's doing and uh, how he got to this point. I mean, officials must have let him let him play out of control, and but enough is enough, and kind of get get rid of that early. And uh, it, it's a shame you know, what he does, and he's he just out of control. And uh, it's not a good look for the game at all. No, it's not a good look for the game. And, and, and like, he's got the nerve to say, oh, well, he, he was holding my foot or whatever. And, yes, you're right, Sabonis was holding his foot. But let me tell you something. If you hold down my foot and then my reaction to that is stepping on your chest and then jumping off of your chest, that's not okay. Like, be the bigger person. Just get away from him and run down the court, man. Well, if I'm coaching against him, I'm going to tell my player, go hold his foot. Let's get the reaction and get him <laughs> out of the game and get him suspended. And I mean, he needs to have a better reaction to. Uh, he's not the only one in the NBA that this happens to, but he's pretty much the only one that acts like a clown when it does. I hate to say this, bro, because this is not a team that I root for. This is not a team that you root for. I think the Lakers are really good. They made some moves at the trade deadline. They retooled. They got some shooters. They got some defensive guys. They went to Memphis in Game One and blasted the Grizzlies, one twenty-eight to one twelve. John Morant's now questionable, and he's got a hurt hand or whatever. I don't know. It's getting late early for the Grizzlies, man. I think the Lakers are on to something that pains me to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made a little run and gave us all nausea over the next month or so. Yeah, I'm really not a, a Laker fan, but uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, I, I'm not too uh, – with their organization. I remember a few years back I was in the area, the Memphis area, and we went to a local establishment, and – Sat down to watch a first round playoff game, and 
they were like there was nobody in there. They didn't care. They even know the game was going on. So uh, I'm not too a uh, fan of them. But uh, really, the Lakers uh, don't care to watch them play. <laughs> and but you're right, they are good. They made some great moves in, uh, in the off season, and it's paying off for them. And they could uh, definitely make a run at this thing because any one of a number of teams can make a run this year. You know what's crazy, man, is we got all the reports in the news yesterday that LSU was hosting Haley Van Lith on an official visit. She's a star point guard from Louisville, averaged 20 points a game last season, was great in the NCAA tournament, scored at least 21 points in all four of Louisville's NCAA tournament games, including a 27-point game and an Elite Eight loss against Iowa. And it just goes to show, man, I don't know that LSU's going to win it all every year. Of course, that's difficult. No one wins it all every year. But they're going to be in the conversation every year, Coach. They lost two starters, got the number one class in the country coming in in the high school ranks. They're courting and are a finalist for the number one uh, player in the entire transfer portal. LSU's just getting started. It's crazy what Kim Mulkey has done. Everybody wants to be part of it right now. They want to be part of it, but can they be a part of it? That's, that's the question. Somebody And a lot of these players are coming in. from. They're playing almost the entire game. That's why they're – where they are, and did they play a lot? Can they come to LSU? And with all this talent, not all these people can play the entire game like they're doing now. Can they come and be a, a team player, uh, a role player, if you will, and less minutes to uh, for the common cause to win a championship? That's going to be a, a tough task, I think, to uh, to manage all that talent. Yeah, no doubt. It's certainly a good problem to have, though, when you got too many good players, maybe. So we'll see how LSU juggles that. The news is now official after about a week and a week and a half to, of knowing that this was going to be the case. Alabama finally announced uh, Austin Clonch as their assistant head basketball coach. He's going to be leaving Thibodeau and going out to Tuscaloosa. Um, but then now I'm seeing some different things about the Nichols job, and you know it looks like the Parker guy's pretty high on their list, and Coach Bauman, who's the associate head coach at Nichols right now, is pretty high on their list. I don't see Larry Cordero on any list. And speaking to some folks that are close to Larry, like they're not even really calling him back. Like, what, what's the deal there? Well, I don't understand. Like, you got a proven head coach who has won a ton, and like they're not even entertaining his his inquiries about the job at all. I, I can't understand why. I'm sure they have their reasons, but uh, I mean, Cordero's success—you can't argue with. Uh, he built a program from the ground up, and, I mean, what more you want at Nichols? He can recruit, uh, he can coach, and uh, he develops a great culture where he's at. And uh, it, it's hard to understand. And, again, they may have their reasons. I'm sure they do, uh, that if he's not contacted, uh, they need to. They, just, they seriously at least need to give him a look and, and, and talk to the man and see because uh, – if they let him go, they, uh, they're missing a, a great chance and a, a great head coach to come in our, uh, our community and our, uh, at Nichols. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, before we let you go, baseball's done, softball is done. What else is going on? I know we got a couple of kids headed to state for tennis. Track is in the district round. We still got a little bit of golf. What is going to be heading down the stretch here for the Tarpons in the athletic calendar? Yeah, we have some, uh, some uh, student athletes that made it to the state for tennis. We have uh, the district track meet is today at Assumption High School. Uh, Drew LaBeouf, our golfer, has qualified, and uh, I'm not—I don't think the other golf, uh, our other golf player members qualified, but Jude qualified uh, for regionals, which will be held next week. 
And I think State will be the, the final in the week after. And uh, I think that baseball, softball is wrapping up. Uh, well, over here it is. And believe that is it. And we got uh, tonight we have a, a parent-athlete meeting for all incoming eight graders. We're going to be in uh, ninth grade next year at South Lafourche. Uh Just to give them a summer packet to make sure that they have the proper paperwork to come on our campus this summer and uh, either participate in spring football drills uh, or if they go to tryouts for volleyball or if they're going to participate with the basketball team over the summer, we need to make sure they have the, the right paperwork on file. And that's going to be uh, tonight, 6 o'clock, in the main gym. Look, man, I kind of handed this to you the other day on Monday, but I ain't going to lie. My number one focus was on getting the heck out of the park because I felt like crap and I was coughing and hacking. But – now that I'm better, I could actually again, and we could actually maybe talk about this a little bit. Um, you called your final South Lafouche athletic event as an official employee of the school, man. Like you're almost done, bro. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's scary, but we still got spring football. When I uh, I'll be around for that, uh, the spring football game. But uh, yeah, it's uh. It's uh, exciting, you know, a little bit. It's uh, like I told someone. I said I've been going to school for fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, and then you know, teaching this thirty third year, and uh, I guess it's time. I it, uh, have a lot of mixed emotions about it right now, especially now getting into the last month of it. Uh, it's hard to leave a place like Southfish High School. Uh, it's been home, and uh, it's, it's just a great school, great community. And it, it's going to be tough, and people kind of don't understand it. But, you know, if you'd be in my shoes for an, uh, a little while, you you would understand that it. it's tough to walk away from something that you love to do. And, uh, you know, I got yeah, it's winding down, cleaning my office a little bit each day. It goes by, and that's a little tough. But, um, you know, I guess looking forward to it and see what uh, what's going to be next in my life. Last question. Be honest. Yeah, you know, it was just us talking with a couple of friends listening around the, who knows, maybe around the world, right? No pressure. <laughs> um, do you ever see, like, the news of Jay Carlin and think to myself in the back of my mind, don't ever say never. I'm not going to all the way use that R word. I'm not going to close any doors. Like, is there even a sliver of a chance that we see a coach again someday? Uh, I, I think so. Uh, I really do. I think so. Uh, I don't know what capacity, but um, it, you know, if something's out there that uh, that I that I like and think I, you know, if I can help, uh, yeah, I think you can uh, see me back on the sideline. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for the honesty with that, brother. Have a good rest of the day, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Appreciate. It. Thanks for having me. You have a good one. You too. That is Coach Brian Colley with South Lafouche. I'm glad that he told the truth, because <laughs> it would have been very easy to give the generic. Oh, I don't know, but. Yeah, he misses it, and at some point, I do think he's going to get back into it. Be it middle school, <coughs> excuse me, be it you know AAU. What I like at some point, I think he's going to get. But he's too young. He's not. He's not old enough to just not ever coach again. Like he's too young. He's got too much to offer. Um, and I think he's going to do something at some point. I don't know. If there's going to be you know an athletic director and a head varsity men's basketball coach. I don't think it'll be all that. But I do think he's going to do something. He's got too much to get back to the game. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Mike Barba of the South Terrebonne Gators. His team takes on Thibodeau tomorrow. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. 
We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. Shoes! please! Welcome back to Play by Play. Hope you guys are enjoying your days. Um, man, go outside and have some fun. It's a beautiful day today. I've been cooped up and not feeling well the last couple of days but if i get the opportunity this afternoon i'm gonna go hit a couple of golf balls and stay active the south terrible baseball team is staying active they start a best of three series with thibodeau tomorrow the first game on thursday then a doubleheader if needed on saturday we have their baseball coach coach mike barbell on the line now coach barbell what's good man how we doing hey man you know doing exactly what you just said trying to enjoy this this weather we got yeah, no doubt, man. It's a beautiful time to, to be a baseball fan, beautiful time to be outdoors. You guys are taking on Thibodeau, a local team, a team that you're familiar with. Uh, I got to tell you, dude, uh, they are better than what they were earlier in the season when you guys kind of put it on them. The pitching matchups are going to line up a little better for them. If I were a coach, and I'm not, but if I were a coach, I'd look back at that first game and I'd tell the kids, man, you crumple that up and you throw it in the garbage and you set the garbage on fire because that one doesn't matter anymore. It's 0-0 zero, zero again. Yeah, you're exactly right. We've uh, we've kind of been through this before, you know, pulling a local team in the playoffs. We uh, this this series right here reminds us exactly of the South Lafourche one last year. I mean, we're going to go to an environment where uh, it's going to be pretty tough. Uh, it's going to be at night. It's going to be uh, a lot of people, a lot of local people from both sides, and uh, you know, we've we've done it before, uh, and you can, you know, same thing as. As you just said, we throw the first game out the window because this is a brand-new season at this point. Yeah, no doubt about that. Pitching-wise, uh, if you don't want to give the game plan, feel free not to, but what is it looking like tomorrow? You know, What are some of your plans for the series to try to get that good offense out? 
Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, we're trying to crunch the numbers and look at spray charts and all those things right now. Uh, I know they're going to be well coached and they're going to be ready for us. But, uh, you know, we feel confident with our guys that we have. And um, we're going to see if we can throw as many strikes as possible and make them beat us. You know, it's kind of the main thing that we got going for us right there. Um, Pitching-wise, man, I couldn't tell you how we're going to go about it yet, but uh, we feel confident with whoever we're going to throw on the mound. We feel like they got some experience in these pressure situations. And, uh, you know, we've, we finished the year up pretty well, so we're going we're gonna to try to ride that momentum. And I know they're going to try to do the same thing. Talk about that. Uh, you mentioned experience a couple times in that last answer. You guys got a bunch of it playoff-wise. You know, Jackson Martin's been there a ton. Logan Mallet, Petrie, uh, uh, your guys have been there a ton. Their guys have not. Do you think that that gives you a little bit of a leg up in, in, in approaching this three-game series? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, you know, look, we, we've been here before. We're going to uh, – the, the atmosphere is not going to affect us. Uh, I'm sure they'll be rowdy, and I'm sure they'll have a lot of students down that left field line. I've heard some things about those guys. and uh, <laughs> Yes. You know uh, – <laughs> We're just not going to be affected by the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, anything can happen. We're going to have to go out and play our best game. Um, but you talk about playing in a hostile environment. I don't think you, you can chalk sulfur up, and there's nothing more hostile than going down to South Lafouche at night. <laughs> um, so, especially against the squad we had to face last year, it still gives me nightmares. But, uh, yeah, I think we're just, we're not going to be affected by the environment. We're going to be able to embrace it. And we're going to feed off the energy uh, from you know their fans and our fans, and it'll be fun. It's going to be real fun, and it's just it's just a crying shame that one of us is going to have to go home early. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, for you personally, how's divided, bro? Like you're about to get married to one of them. Like I'm sure that the conversation this week must have been a little bit awkward at times, huh? Yeah, no, uh, I thought she was on my side when I flipped her. Uh, <laughs> a Gator baseball uh, jersey or shirt or whatever, and she she did, uh, she did kind of threw it to the side a little bit. So, I don't know. I may have to hide the game plan going in. I don't know how this is going to work out yet. <laughs> no doubt about that. Coach, how important is it to get off to a strong start? Because, I mean, you guys put it on them that first time. They're at home. There's going to be a big old rowdy crowd. How important is it early to put that crowd on ice a little bit, maybe try to get an early run or two and just kind of uh, ease things a little bit? Yeah, you that's uh, that's going to be the key, you know, uh, just coming out of the gates and just showing that we're ready to play and that we're going to handle the environment no matter how rowdy it gets. Uh, I don't think we necessarily got to come out and, you know, hit the baseball all over the yard. We've just got to come out and be under control, uh, you know, making sure that we're uh, executing the game plan and we're attacking strikes in the strike zone. And, and we don't let the energy get too much for us. And if we can do that, I think we'll play a competitive baseball game with them. And, uh, you know, I expect fully that they're going to do the same. You know, Shane's been there before. He's been in the state tournament. He knows what this is all about. So I don't think they're going to be too energized either. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a very interesting game. Man, I look at your schedule, and you guys came out of the gates and were smoking. Then you had a little bit of a midseason lull. Then now you guys got to the back end of the schedule and we're smoking again. I got a bunch of uh, games that, that, that were really, really impressive. What was the difference there in the middle? What were some of the things that were causing you guys problems? Now, look, some of it, to be fair, is just your schedule was in, insane at one point. But what were some of those things that were causing you guys to have that little bit of that midseason lull? 
You know, man, if if uh, if I could narrow that down, then we would probably be able to avoid the lull. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think coming off of last year, we had a ton of energy coming into the season, and the guys fed off of it. And, uh, you know, you kind of stumble a little bit, and then you start to question yourself, and you question your talent, and you question the things that you do. And, uh, some of the kids were kind of doing that, you know. They weren't in a slump, but they were, like, feeling like they were in a slump, and it was just kind of a mental battle for all of us, you know, coaches included. And uh, we had to battle out of it. You know, we've, we do this every year. We, we kind of come out of the gates and we play competitively and then we kind of fall in the middle and then we pick it up at the end. It's not fun. It's not ideal. We try not to. But, um, you know, we, we try to make sure that we're playing our best ball right here at the end to give us a chance to make a run any way we can. You and I have talked often about our thoughts on the way that things are set up. And now, I mean, it is what it is. You guys got to go play where you got to go play. We've hashed and rehashed that. I'm not going to ask you that again. But the question that I have for you is, okay, we're getting closer to June. What if I made you the executive director for a day? What would it look like? Because that's the, that's the question that I always have. Is like I always say to myself, like, hey, I know what we, what we got isn't good, but I don't necessarily know how to make it better. So I'll bounce, bounce that off of you. Ideally, how would this look going forward? Oh, man. Uh well, it wouldn't look like it does right now. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of bouncing around from last summer and, and talking with Coach Babin over here, football coach. Uh, the the if they if everything came back together and they wanted to do that one and a half point um, or one and a half enrollment thing for the private schools, I I don't know if that's been dived in uh, dived into deep enough. Um, but if that's an option, maybe it's like one and a half enrollment or something like that. You know, I even got to look into it, but it did sound interesting when he was explaining it to me. Um, but I, I also didn't have a problem with how it was before. Yeah. Um, you know, I know the big gripe was that like when you get into the playoffs, the first round was, you know, big blowouts and all this other stuff. Uh, but you know, maybe shrink the amount of teams that get into the playoffs with that model. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I know for a fact that everything is football run and they're going to make decisions based off of football. And uh, if the other sports uh, helps their argument, they'll bring that into the fact. And if it doesn't help their argument, they're not even going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to be like the stepchild of football when it comes to those types of decisions, and that's when everything just gets made. So there are a lot of coaches around the state who have said this on this program, that they truly believe that one of the underlying factors towards all of this was that the association is intentionally, or maybe not intentionally, but is, is kind of sort of muddying the waters a little bit as a means of just kind of frustrating everybody and trying to end the split. Are you one of those people of that opinion? You think that you think that's something they're trying to do? I, I do. I, I really do. It, it, I mean, it, I don't think it can get any more obvious. Yeah. On what they when they when they just blindsided everybody at the beginning of this year, and then and now when they go meet in June, supposedly that whatever fixes they meet in June about. They won't even implement it for another year. Oh God, I didn't realize that. Wow. Oh, so you're telling me that you can come in here and change something overnight, but 
when we meet about it in June to fix what they changed, we can't change it overnight. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got opinions about it, but I, I still don't agree with, um, you know, bringing everybody back together, even though, like, we would be sitting at number seven in all of 4A right now uh, with a home game coming up, uh, even if everybody was together. But I still don't agree with that. I think that, you know, we're, we're at an unfair advantage if we can't bring in any kid we want from anywhere. Yeah. How would you feel if they if they said, all right, everything's open enrollment? Would, would you be okay with it like that? If you could go get a guy from, you know, Berg, not, not Berg, or a guy from Gray or a guy from Homa, would you be okay with that? Yeah, I mean, if that's if that, then you start to become like in the colleges. You're yeah. going to start to see, you know, I, I believe that if it went that way, you would start to see the college game come to high school. You would start to see facilities. Um, I mean, you because you're going to have to recruit your kids. You know, that's nobody likes the R word, but if it came to an open enrollment, it would be like, well, why don't you come over here because we got this, that, and the other in facilities, and well. So and so in your area doesn't have that. You know, we can develop you more as an athlete and all this other stuff. Um, so I think that would start to happen. You know, and yeah, if if they flat out said that everybody's open, I'd be okay with it. Mike Barber, this conversation is giving me anxiety. I have to wrap up this call because I gotta go take my meds. You have a great rest of the day. I'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep, that is Coach Mike Barber with South Terrebonne doing an excellent job. Oh, I don't know what it's going to look like. This idea that we're not going to see change for two school years, not the next school year, but the following, whenever these son of a guns passed something in the 11th hour and 59th minute and said, hey, football, you're doing this in the middle of the season. If what Mike Barber just said to me is what actually is reality, and I'll dig into it, and I have no reason to not believe him. He's always been good with uh, you know, getting us good information. If what he just said there is true, I promise you, I am going to be doing an entire 90-minute show on play-by-play talking about how that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard in my entire life. We have been hearing June, 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 June from everybody. These schools are looking forward to June to get this right. And if we get to June and the association tells them, yeah, we're not going to pass this until uh, the, the school year of 2024, that is, would be a further indication and a further indictment on how inept and how unjust and how untrustworthy that damn association is. I hope that that's not right and I hope he misunderstood the information because if what he just said is right, that would be the number one sleaziest thing that that association has done in a long list of things that are sleazy that the association has done. Let's catch a break. I'm angry now. I got to go to Stan Gravois. It'll get me a sip of water. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. 
Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Terrebonne General Health System is the largest healthcare resource in southeast Louisiana, offering a high-tech and high-touch style of healing. World-renowned services include cardiology, women's health, cancer care, and a healthy lifestyle center. This is a true calling for all the physicians, nurses, and staff who make up our proud Terrebonne General family. We are here to provide health care for our community. To discover more, please visit tghealthsystem.com. That last segment got me fired up here on Play by Play, and I'm going to chat with some of that stuff with Stan here as we got some information uh, in the last segment that was uh, very, very interesting to say the least. But we go to the phone lines. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview on a Wednesday. We didn't have a Tuesday show, so we go out to Stan Gravois today over at Terrebonne General. Uh, partner, how we doing? Good afternoon, buddy. Uh, doing well. A little worried if you fired up. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but... Uh... Uh, okay, I guess. Uh, it's going to be some LHSA information that uh, you're oh, gonna you're no. going to think is as interesting as I'm going to think it is. Um, but let's let's start with some of the the baseball and softball, right? We got baseball that's revving up in the coming days. A lot of local teams in the field. South Terrebonne's taking on Thibodeau. We had Mike Barbone in the last segment. Um, you know, Vanderbilt has a bye. D. White has a bye. Homer Christian's in. CCA's in. Assumption, Lutcher, Morgan City. Like we've got teams all around the area that are in. Uh, what are your thoughts as you're looking at that bracket draw? Looks like we've got some teams that are, um, you know, in good position. I feel a little bad for South Terrebonne and Thibodeau because I think both of those teams, A, it kind of stinks that they got to face one another. B, uh, they would much rather face anybody other than Barb in the second round. That's kind of a tough draw there. But what do you think as the brackets were released, were released yesterday? Well, first, and I hate to get you more fired up about the LHSA, the brackets sort of make me laugh. I mean, yep. I realize they redid everything, but... You know, it, it, it's one of those deals where I think people have said, you know, wait a minute, man, you got 32 teams in a bracket. That's a lot of teams in a bracket uh, because we have in the 32 going to get crushed by a number one. So they've decided to go down to 24, yet when they go down to 24, they also institute that a bunch of people get buys. <laughs> you know, so it's like, so the bracket itself is a little interesting. Uh you know, the one thing about it is, I guess if you're a coach and if you're Shane or if you're Mike Barb and you're sitting there and you're going, you got to play everybody to win it all. And, and, and you know, we can't sort of cross Thibodeau crying that, hey, you know, it's just South Terrebonne coming to play us. Because a lot of times you, 
you look across the state and you want to play one of those teams from across the state. And obviously you want to have a maybe some kind of competitive edge in the first round, but it sort of is what it is. I think it's an intriguing matchup for sure because I don't think you can count what happened early in the year as being any indication of what could happen because Thibodeau obviously got better. It's one of those you go back and forth on. You know, you sit there and you go, well, Thibodeau played in a 5A district. And then you go, well, South Terrebonne played in a 4A district that had like three state champions <laughs> yeah. in it. And then you go back to Thibodeau and you go, well, Thibodeau, you know, has this. And then you go back to South Terrebonne and it's like, well, you know, they've been there and they've done it before. So it's one of those kind of going back and forth things. And the other thing, and I hate to just throw all this, you know, water on top of the whole thing, you sort of always sneak a look at the brackets and you see who you got to play if you win this particular series in yep. the Barb, right? In Lake Charles. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for either team, no doubt about it. I, there is no doubt, and you know this, and I know you've been sort of posting on this, and I certainly believe it, that Division One is so far head and heels above, competitively, above everything else that they have to do something with this. You got teams who did not make the playoffs in Division One that can go in at some of these other brackets and I think can make it all the way to the semifinals. It's just, it's so top-heavy that it's unbelievable. Now, it is what it is, and don't get me wrong, I think some teams in some of these other brackets might be the best team in the state. But I'm talking about from top to bottom, there is something that's just not right. And, and I'm not sure how you fix it, but there's something just not right. But, yeah, that series is going to be fun between Thibodeau and South Terrebonne. And don't be surprised if we see some backwards pitching staffs in there. What I mean by that is, is usually you throw your one, then you throw your two, then you throw your three, you know, on those three given days if you have all three games. Uh I don't think it's going to be like that. I think we're going to see some some competitive banter going on the way these guys are going to throw pitchers in these games. How would you like to be Mike right now, man? I, ta- I asked him about it, and he kind of gave a short answer, just kind of trying to get it out the way. He's he's about to get married to one of them. Like He's, he's about to get married to the girls' basketball coach at the school he's facing. You talk about awkward conversations in the breakfast table, man. That's got to be a weird week for Mike. It does, it does. And, you know, Ashley works out at Planet Fitness over in Homa, so I see her every once in a while. The last time I saw her, I had actually gotten my invitation to the wedding, and you have to RSVP, and I was, you know, I went up to her and I said, I need to do it. I'm such a procrastinator. And I said, any chance? You know, I said, I know y'all probably going to live in Homa. Is that going to be tough for you at Thibodeau, or do you ever think about going somewhere else? And her response was, Oh, I love Thibodeau. Thibodeau's home to me. And I'm wondering how much it's home to her right now, right? I wonder how much it's <laughs> a little bit of what's going on and, you know, how much is being said. Obviously, she's either in a no-win situation or she's in a no-lose situation. I don't know what you want. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm sure she's uh, she's probably getting a lot of flack from both the kids at Thibodeau High and Shane, I would imagine, too. And then at home, if she doesn't do the right thing for Mike, I guess, you know, that's uh, that's not good either. So uh, pretty interesting. I, I don't think there's another situation like that around the state of Louisiana. Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, let's talk some softball. Don't tell my doctor I was not clear to do this, but I actually went out to Vanderbilt yesterday and recorded their game with Turlings Catholic. They got a 7-3 to win. Um, 
played okay. They wasn't their best. They made some un- some untimely errors, and it actually allowed the game to be close all the way into the sixth inning when they pulled away. The Terriers are still alive. E.D. White's still there. Homer Christian's still there. CCA's still there. We've got Assumption still playing. So we got a handful of local teams, and, and I think that the teams that are left are all poised to you know, go pretty far. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think Vanderbilt probably has the best chance. Uh, I mentioned how tough I thought that the Division One sele- uh, non-select bracket was for baseball. Well, the Division Two softball bracket for the select side of things is not super strong. There's some good teams. Don't get me wrong. Vanderbilt being one of them, I think E.D. White's going to be- beat the Willow School, and then after that it's going to get a lot tougher for them. But I looked at Vanderbilt's draw, and Vanderbilt's draw is really good. I think they can move on. I think they can compete with Hannon to get into the state championship game. And then once you're in the state championship game, anything can happen. I found it interesting. You know, St. Thomas More in softball plays in one bracket. And then in baseball, they play in a different bracket, meaning that in one, they play in the select Division One bracket. But in softball, they play in the Division Two select bracket. So even even that's weird. I hate to keep getting back to the LHSAA. But as it pertains to Vanderbilt, I think they have a great shot. I think the deal with Homer Christian is is how good is Calvary Baptist? Because I think Homer Christian's going to play Calvary Baptist in the semifinals, and I'm just not sure how good softball is in North Louisiana. So we'll see how they advance. Again, I just mentioned I think Edie White's going to move on against the Willow School. Uh, Assumption is a school that's really doing well in baseball and softball, and uh, maybe we shouldn't count them out. So, yeah, from a standpoint of a, not maybe softball being super strong in our area from top to bottom, at the top it looks like it's pretty good. So I promised you some of this earlier in the segment, and you've been trying to, to pull it out of me, giving some little needles and some little jabs, trying to egg me on. We had Mike Barbone in the last segment, and I asked him, I said, Mike, if you were the LHSA executive director for a day, what would you do? And he told me, you know, some different little ideas and some different models that he favors. But then he said, and get this, and this is the first I'd heard of this. We've been hearing all for the last several months, June, June, June. We're going to meet in June. We're going to figure this out. We're going to sort all this out. Mike told me that the guidance that they're hearing at South Terrebonne is that this June meeting is going to be to fix things for the 2024-2025 school year and that everything next year, no matter what happens in June, is staying the same. So we've got an organization, stand that passed sweeping changes in the middle of an athletic season and just said, all right, in week two of football, all right, here, here's what it is, y'all deal with it. But we can't meet in June and change something before things start back in September. That is the most ridiculous and absurd thing that I have ever heard. I hope that Mike just misunderstood. I hope that's bad information. But he's usually a very reliable source. If what he said there is right, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in an association that's been loaded full of doing dumb things in the past. Well, that's what we heard from the very beginning. If you remember, South Terrebonne had a special hearing yeah. because the numbers were not correct way back when during football season. They went into Baton Rouge. They sat in front of that special board that hears hearings, and they said their spill, and they said, you know what, you guys might have a little point there. Don't worry. You're probably going to be back where you belong. Well, well, when? When will we be back where we belong? Well, not next year, but the year after that. <laughs> so we sort of have been hearing this, that everybody, it, not everybody, 
those schools that have sort of been really placed out of whack, like it, it really was a bad situation, they're going to go back, but they were told that they were not going to go back until not this upcoming year, the year after. Not only that, you were going to stay playing in a classification district that was lower than what your bracket was, a.k.a. South Terrebonne and South Lafouche, right? That they're going to do this for another year. How how insane is that? So you're going to have, in football, South Lafouche and South Terrebonne playing in a district. Now, they can gain di- uh, additional PowerPoint ranking points by playing a 5A school, so that's sort of unfair to yes, other 5A schools, right? Yeah, but they're going to do it for another year when they know that it's the wrong thing. It, it, it's, 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 it's insane. Now, I guess just like they change things that quick, just by snapping their fingers back in August, they can maybe do that when they get together in June and rescind some of those comments that this is not going to go into activation this upcoming year. We'll see, but yeah, I it it's it's totally. They need an outside source to come in and really look out all of this. I really believe that. The second thing I think what's happening is, is that all of the sports are getting caught up, in what they're trying to do for football. I think yep. football, football's the driving force, right? So I think everybody's trying to like make it okay for football, but that's not what's that. That's not what your school is about, totally. It's not, that's not the only thing. Uh, so it's sort of crazy. And, again, if we sit through another year where we have a bunch of schools that have to play in 5A brackets, the one I really can't figure out, and I would love to know, you know Mike Barber's answer to this one or Chandler or whoever knows, my understanding was, was that North Vermilion, who is a school who's always pretty good in baseball, they were in the Division One bracket way back when in August. They said, hey, North Vermillion in baseball is going to have to play in Division One," And the North Vermillion coach was upset. He's the one who went on a rampage and said, this is ridiculous. This is... Well, I noticed North Vermillion is now in the Division Two bracket for baseball, so I would like to know what happened. <laughs> How did they get back in that bracket along the way? So <laughs> it's sort of crazy. And, and, and listen, while we're saying all of this, obviously, we know Assumption and Vanderbilt were pretty good. They played for the district championship in 7-4-8. Those teams, again this year, have a great opportunity to win uh, a state championship. I think Assumption and Lutcher are probably going to be the two teams to look out for there. Uh, Vanderbilt, although you know there's some teams in there that are really good, I think Vanderbilt's going to go a long ways. Can you imagine if you, you know, you South Terrebonne and South Lafouche looking at that going, well, wait a minute, why did we even play in that district? What, what were we doing? Yeah. So, uh, it, it's really, it's really nuts. Unbelievable, man. And look, another thing that, that Mike, well, actually, I brought this up to Mike based on some things that I'm hearing. And boy, this is going to give an old school coach like you uh, some, some anxiety. So sit back and get ready for this. One idea that is being floated around that I've heard multiple people tell me is they think, all right, let's just bring it all back together. But with the caveat of, hey, you want to take the advantage, the quote-unquote advantage that private schools have away? Let's make everything open enrollment for everybody, which would mean 
A kid from Thibodeau could go play basketball at South Lafouche. A kid from Cutoff could go play football at Central Lafouche. Open enrollment for everybody is being talked about. That's college athletics, man. And uh, I don't know that it would give anybody an advantage, fair or unfair, but I don't know that I'm ready to do that at the prep level. Well, you listen, from the LHSA's viewpoint, I could see them doing that. That that would not surprise me in the least. The problem is when you get back to the school district level, to the parish level, of course, in Texas, it's a lot of independent school districts. But for the most part, in Louisiana, we follow our parish. Our parish in the public school system is sort of our driving force, right? They're our system. They would go bonkers because yeah. now they're sitting there going, well, wait a minute, LHSA, you're killing me because now i got all these parents calling me saying, hey, my kid is, uh, you know, in Thibodeau, but I just feel like he's going to have a better opportunity to play basketball in, you know, in Galliano. And we're willing to do that. And the school system has to say, no, you can't, or yes, you can. Some school systems are already saying, yes, you can. You know, I mean, that's, that's what open enrollment is. I can't imagine that school systems would change their policy predicated on LHSAA, but maybe they would. And then, boy, you start <laughs> go watch the Hunger Games, man. Yeah. In the Hunger Games, they start putting people into these little cliques, right? Well, that's what you're going to have when it's all said and done. You're going to have all of these people going here and there because of those things. These are things that if you would have taken me back to 1990 and said, this is what it's going to look like in 2023, I would have told you, come on, you got to be crazy. I mean, it's not going to get to the point where people are sending their kids to a school to play a sport and just totally, totally disregarding their education. (laughs) But that is, you know. And then you do have those schools that are good in the sport and they're good in the classroom. And those schools are probably going to thrive in something like this. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, except that I do think we're top-heavy, you know, with uh, Division One and Classification 5A. But the rest of it, man, it, it's, it's gotten so insane that nothing, absolutely nothing would surprise me. Let's talk a little bit of NBA playoffs real quick. The Pelicans did not make it in. Um, I don't think they deserve to make it in. And then we've got Zion drama, and he's healthy but doesn't want to play. But then the team says, no, he hasn't been cleared to play. And you see the video of him dunking. And, yeah, it's impressive that he's dunking, but you could also see that he's woefully out of shape. He has gained a lot of weight since he got injured in January. Are we going to see him with New Orleans again, man? Like, there's something that's not adding up. I, you know, I just the more that this season has played out, especially with not just him, but with Jai Morant and some of the other guys that are on and off the court, I, I just don't know if there's that competitiveness in some of these guys that we used to see from the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants and the Larry Birds and the Magic Johnsons and going back to however long. Uh, you know, money is, is so good that you're going to make it no matter what, and you're going to have, obviously, a great, you know, lifestyle because of it, and the competitiveness of this all gets lost. And it's one thing I would say about Zion. I don't know if he should have played the other day. I don't understand exactly what's going on with him. But the one thing that sure is, uh, like, whether it's reality or perception, it's strong is that he's just not real competitive and just not, and he's not willing to do the things to get back on the court. And that's a little disturbing. The, the big talk is, is when is his, you know, value 
going to run out, and then you have to make a trade. Do you make the trade when you can get something for it? And I don't know what all of that is, is because, you know, people out of Pelicans camp right now are coming out saying, oh, my God, he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. We're not even thinking about trading him. Well, that's great that he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent, but you have to see it on the court. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't see it while he's, you know, eating ding-dongs or whatever. And, unfortunately, that's what the perception is right now. And Not a lot of fun. I am predicated on watching the NBA based off of the Pelicans. That's what I do. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a New Orleans team. It's my quote-unquote hometown team, of which I, I put the quotes real far apart when I talk about New Orleans being my hometown. But <laughs> that all being said, it's just tough, and it's hard to watch, and it's hard to just go through it year after year. Somewhere along the line, you have to just kind of cut your losses and move on, and I'm starting to wonder if now's not the time. LSU loses to Lafayette yesterday uh, in baseball uh, in a midweek game. The Tigers just didn't play well. Give credit to the Cajuns. They did play very well, and they're really good, too. They're in the top 30 nationally. They're going to probably be in the top 25 now after that win. I don't know what to make of LSU. I think they're really, really good, right? I mean, I think that they they hold their number one rating in the country justly. They've gone through a gauntlet in the SEC. Every weekend they have played someone who's in the top 15, and every weekend they haven't lost the series but I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that there's a small piece of me in the back of my mind that's a little worried at the fact that, hey, you're giving up seven, eight, nine runs every game. You're not ever having a game where you're winning eight nothing or, you know, three to two. It's always like eleven to six or, you know, thirteen to eight. And just don't know how sustainable that is. Now they're facing Ole Miss this weekend. Ole Miss is historically incredible, but this year they're not very good. On the road, you're favored in all three games. I'm curious, with a little bit of a lesser opponent, can that weekend rotation shape up a little better than it has? Well, that's a big question, man. That pitching staff is uh, mediocre. I don't yeah. know how else to call it, you know, except for schemes. You know, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, there's not a guy they throw up there that I'm sitting there and having a whole lot of confidence in. Nobody, except for schemes. And last week, it was a little, you know, touch and go with them. Uh, against Kentucky, Kentucky hit him decently well. Of course, he struck out 13, so that kind of negates that. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm with you. There's a little, there's a little kink in that armor for sure. And the other thing was is actually sometimes when that pitching is a little suspect, the defense gets a little suspect with it. Oh yeah, the balls that just fall in the outfield. Uh, I, I, yeah, I would take Jordan Thompson as my shortstop any day. Please don't misconstrue what I'm trying to say with this. But every once in a while, he's he's due for one that's going to roll up his glove and get into the outfield too. It's not like it's like you know a hundred percent with his uh, fielding average. So yeah, there's a few things there that that certainly worry me. Uh, they still strike out a little bit too much for me. I just hate that. I like contact hitting. And I also like, listen, and, and I thought this a little bit about the game last night, too. You know, the Cajuns, they, they, they don't mind laying down a bun every once in a while. I think in baseball you have to do that sometimes. And LSU doesn't do that. And they don't do it good at all because those guys are so good offensively. So I think there's going to come in time where you got to scratch out a run some kind of way. And I, I like, you know. Sometimes it backfires on you, but sometimes you just have to sort of execute. LSU is not built that way, and, and I just worry about that. All that being said, 
until they lose a weekend series in the SEC, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape because it don't matter if you win a national championship with 20 losses or two losses. If you can win two out of three in college baseball, you're going to win a national championship. Yeah, no, I agree with that, man. Well, Stan, look, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. And, uh, man, we got a whole bunch to talk about on Saturday, high school baseball, and we'll have a lot of these series underway. Can't wait for it, man. Yep, I agree. Thanks, Casey. Hope everybody has a great week. Yep, you too, buddy. That's Stan right, Grubbaugh bye. doing an excellent job, as always. We love chatting with him. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll talk some NBA. We're not going to get to our mailbag today. We'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, we, we'll chat about some NBA I got some thoughts on Draymond Green and just the numbskull that he has become. We'll chat about him in the next segment of the show, and then we've got some betting picks. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. So apparently yesterday, the national championship was crowned in college baseball and the University of Louisiana Lafayette won the national championship. According to their Twitter, uh, it's just been post after post after post about their victory over LSU last night. Um, We are Louisiana. uh, Just on and on and on. Their fans are going crazy. Uh, Oh, we're UL. (laughs) You're the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. You're not Louisiana. And to those... Lafayette fans out there who insist of and look be proud right you beat the number one team in the country for a small school that no one really cares about that's not relevant at all that's a big accomplishment right I understand that's a big accomplishment so kudos to y'all but all this we're the best team in Louisiana we're the best team in Louisiana we are Louisiana come see us in the NCAA tournament when Skeens is on the mound and we'll see who's laughing and we'll see who's tweeting then and I'll leave it at that um but other than that, good luck the rest of the season playing Troy and, and South Alabama and all those big-time powerhouse programs in your conference. Um, let's talk some NBA in this segment of the show. Um, Draymond Green, man, he's out of control. He, he's, he's out of control. Um, he got suspended one game and will not be available in game three when the Kings take on the Warriors. I'm a little surprised that the NBA had, how dare I say this, the balls to do this. Um because over and over and over again, over the course of Draymond Green's career, we've seen this. He's been out of control for a long time now, right? I have said openly for the last several years, because look, I'm a, I'm a Harden guy, right? Who used to always knock Harden out of the playoffs when he was in Houston? The Warriors. They beat us like four or five times in the playoffs. I have said probably about a dozen times on social media, probably more, that the worst thing to happen when you're watching the Warriors and you're rooting against the Warriors, there are two things that you absolutely don't want to see happen. The first thing is that Draymond Green gets a technical foul early in the game, and the second thing is that Draymond Green gets five fouls during the game. Because when he gets that first technical, he could do whatever the hell he wants for the rest of the game. He could push you down. He could talk to the referee. He could run up to the referee. He could jaw to the fans. He could get in a pushing argument, bait you into a technical. He could do whatever he wants to do because they're not going to throw him out of the game. Under no circumstances, they're not going to throw him out of the game. So the worst thing that could happen when you're rooting against the Warriors is Draymond gets technical number one because now he's got carte blanche. He could do whatever he wants for the entire rest of the game without consequence. The same for five fouls. When he gets in foul trouble, when he gets number five, say he gets five fouls with seven minutes to go in the game. Then you know for the rest of the game, those entire last seven minutes, he's going to do whatever he wants to do. He could run you over. He could hit you on the arm. He could you know, get into your landing space when you're shooting a shot. When he's blocking out under the basket, he could just throw you down. They're not going to foul him out. 
So because he's gotten this leeway throughout the course of his career, he's now started to bite off more. And now he's like starting to act violent, legitimately violent. There's a video floating around on social media of all the different times that Draymond Green has been quote-unquote tangled up with someone during the course of his career. And look, I, there are people on social media that are defending this, this jackass. Oh, it's an accident. Oh, yeah, the NBA's soft. And let me tell you what, you know, to all those people that are saying that, come in the radio studio right now, lay down on the floor, and grab my leg. And then as I pry my leg loose from your grip, I'm going to then step on you on the chest as hard as I can, and then I'm going to then make a second step and, like, use your chest as a trampoline so that I could then bounce off of you and run out of the studio. If you do in public at a barroom what Draymond did, what Draymond Green did to Sabonis, you would get arrested. That was not a sports play. And then he had the nerve to say after the game, oh, well, I'm just not flexible. Like, I couldn't step over him. Like, hell, you couldn't step over him. Like, like you knew what you were doing. You were committing an act with the intent to injure. Or at the absolute very least, with the intent of proving a point that you were the, quote, alpha of that matchup with Sabonis. He has been going back and forth and tackling Sabonis on box outs and laying on top of Sabonis during the course of the entire series. He's trying to prove the point to Sabonis, I'm tougher than you are. And he took it a step too far. He should have been suspended for more than one game. I'm tired of dealing with this guy. Because here's the thing about Draymond Green. Draymond Green is the luckiest son of a gun in NBA history. Because we, because his teams have won a bunch of games, have tricked ourselves into thinking that he's a good basketball player. Right? You put Draymond Green and get him drafted by the Detroit Pistons, he would be out of the league. He has a certain skill set, toughness, that the Warriors desperately needed because, let's be honest, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are their two-star players, and they're both soft. They needed a heavy to keep them upright. They needed a heavy that when the game got physical, he could go and push and shove and protect their two soft superstars. And he played that role, and to his credit, he does that role beautifully, right? He plays that role very, very well. But I'm not also going to then promise and pretend like if Draymond Green were on any other team in the NBA that he would be even remotely as relevant as he is now. He's the luckiest player in the history of basketball to have been blessed with the situation that he's in. Throw Draymond Green on the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow, and you have a guy who's scoring four points, getting five rebounds a game, and no one knows who the hell he is. Right? So he should be grateful and thankful for all of the luck he's had, and instead he's poo-pooing it all away. Do the, can the Warriors come back and beat the Kings? Yeah, I think they can. I think they're going to win the next two at home. Uh, we, without, I don't think Draymond Green makes a difference anymore. He's 33. Look at his stat. You mean to tell me that the Warriors can't replace this? In game one, he had four points on one of five shooting. Game two, he had eight points with five turnovers. Like You mean to tell me the Warriors can't replace that? In the series, he's averaging six points a game, shooting 36% from the field with four turnovers a game. Yeah, they, they can't possibly replace that from their lineup? Give me a break. I think they could still win at home, and they could still win the series. The team that you got to be concerned about are the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies are in trouble. John Moran is doubtful today. The Lakers, I think, even if he's there, are just better than they are. The Lakers are playing with pace. They've got this Austin Reeves guy who's come out of nowhere. He's incredible. I think that it's going to be a big old challenge for Memphis going forward. Um, 
the Bucks might be in trouble. Giannis is reportedly doubtful to play tonight. If Giannis doesn't go, Miami could beat them again. <laughs> Miami absolutely positively can beat them again if Giannis isn't in the, in the, in the game, which means that you'd be looking at the Bucs maybe be down 0-2, having to go on the road. That's, that's tough. That's tough. That's not easy. And, and that for that reason, it kind of bleeds into our betting picks here as we wrap up the show. That makes a lot of these games difficult to pick tonight. I see Giannis has actually just been upgraded to questionable. So it's looking like he's going to try to play today. <laughs> uh, the Bucks are a 7.5-point favorite. That line has moved a little bit since that news has come out. I'm going to go Lakers minus one today against the Grizzlies. I think that they're going to get the win on the road again. Um, MLB today, I'm going to go... Um, let's take... The Rangers minus 104 over the Royals. That's Mark, um, Martin Perez against Brady Singer. That game's actually about to start, so um, act accordingly. I think we're going to have Dodgers plus one and a half over the Mets. That's uh, Syndergaard against Scherzer. The Dodgers are just too good at home to give up that many runs. And then the last one today, over eight and a half of the Braves and the Padres. So that wraps us up for today. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Happy to be back. Going to try to get some rest between now and tomorrow. Rest up this voice a little bit. Although I do have the casino show later today. Um, we should be good to go. The medicines are working. Everything's going well. Thanks to everybody who's been calling the last couple days. Asking, oh man, hey, I'm worried. You know, haven't been hearing you on the radio. Is everything good? Yeah, everything's good. We'll uh, we'll make some things happen. And, uh, and get back to uh, producing regular shows. You've been listening to Play by Play. Tomorrow we should have Taylor Griffin on to chat about everything happening in the world of sports. We look forward to having him on. Uh, and until then, have a wonderful rest of the day. Enjoy this weather. Y'all take care of yourselves. God bless.